This show is created for adult audiences only. Our show notes include content warnings and other helpful information. We strongly recommend taking a moment to assess the situation before continuing. Let's begin. Episode 106 Robert the Doll The air was thick with anticipation as the team from Gone Ghost and Paranormal stood outside the weathered gates of the East Martello Museum in Key West, Florida. Their latest assignment was to investigate the infamous Robert the Doll, the cursed plaything, said to be responsible for numerous supernatural occurrences and misfortunes. This would be one of their most challenging cases to date, and they could sense the weight of the dark energy waiting for them within the museum's walls. After their most recent encounter with the Puckwudgie, the group had decided to take some time off. However, they were eager to get back to it. For this particular investigation, they chose to bring along Joe, the team leader, and a seasoned investigator. Price, the tech expert and skeptic. Sarah, veteran and original co-founder of the group, a sensitive medium with a deep connection to the spirit world. And Carter, the fearless researcher and historian. Each of them had their own reasons for developing a shared obsession for the paranormal, but this assignment was different. It seemed to have a special aura of mystery and the thrill of potential danger that had drawn them together. As they entered the museum, a chill ran down their spines. The dimly lit hallways were lined with dusty display cases, housing relics and reminders of the past. The team's footsteps echoed ominously as if the building itself held secrets it was reluctant to reveal. Joe led the way, clutching the EMF meter tightly in his hand, the device crackling with bursts of static energy. Their first stop was the room where Robert the Doll resided. The atmosphere changed the moment they stepped inside. The temperature dropped, and the air grew heavy with an unsettling presence. The doll, encased in glass, sat perched on a small wooden chair, its eerie gaze fixed upon them. It wore a sailor suit like that of a child and held a small dog on its lap. Its button eyes seemed to follow and track their every move. Sarah could feel a malevolent energy emanating from the doll. She shuddered involuntarily as her heart raced and spoke with a trembling voice. There's something dark and twisted attached to this doll. It's old 
ancient even, and it revels in the suffering it causes. Carter stepped forward, his eyes lighting up with curiosity. Legend has it that Robert the Doll is over 100 years old, and was once owned by a young boy named Robert Eugene Otto. It was a childhood birthday gift from Otto's grandfather, who bought the doll during a trip to Germany. People said that he shared an unhealthy relationship with the doll. He would take it everywhere with him, and referred to it as though he were real. It is also said to have been possessed by a vengeful spirit, causing chaos and terror in the Otto household. Price, being the skeptic he was, raised an eyebrow. Come on, it's just a doll. How much harm can it really do? Carter continued. According to the legend, Otto began to blame mishaps on the doll. While this could have been laughed off as childish storytelling, adults also started noticing odd occurrences, especially as Otto and Robert grew older. As an adult, Otto lived in a stately home he called the Artist House, where Robert could be seen positioning the upstairs window. School children swore that he would disappear and reappear, and they avoided going anywhere near the house. Myrtle Reuter purchased the artist house after Otto's death in 1974 and also became Robert's new caretaker. Visitors swore they heard footsteps in the attic and childlike giggling. Some even claimed that Robert's expression changed when anyone talked badly or negative about Otto in his presence. Reuter also said that Robert would move around the house on his own, and after 20 years of antics, she donated him before he could finish his sentence, a gust of wind swept through the room, extinguishing the candles that lined the shelves. The team gasped, their hearts pounding in their chests. The temperature dropped further, and the doll's eyes seemed to glow with a malevolent light. Joe's voice trembled as he spoke. We need to proceed with caution. This is no ordinary haunting. We have to respect the power this doll holds and find a way to contain it. They retreated from the room, their minds filled with apprehension. The investigation had only just begun, but they could already sense the impending danger. As they regrouped in the hallway, a feeling of dread settled over them, like a shroud of darkness consuming their very souls. Little did they know the curse of Robert the Doll was far from dormant. It had been waiting for their arrival, with an insatiable hunger for new victims to torment. The team from Gone Ghost and Paranormal had stepped into a realm of nightmares, where their courage and skills as investigators would be tested to their limits. The battle between the living and the supernatural was about to unfold, and the outcome would determine their fate. The group retreated to their makeshift command center they had set up earlier in a nearby room, their minds and hearts racing due to the chilling encounter they had just experienced. The atmosphere was heavy and thick with tension as they discussed their next steps. We need to gather more evidence and try to understand the nature of this curse, Joe said, his voice now more confident with determination. We can't let this 
thing overpower us? Sarah nodded in agreement. By this point, she had calmed, and it was clear that she had began to channel her inner medium. But we must be careful. The doll's rage is palpable. It feeds on fear and despair. We can't let it consume us. Price sighed heavily. I've never fully believed in all the supernatural shit, but after what I've seen and felt, I'm starting to reconsider. If we're going to see this through, we need to find a way to protect ourselves. Carter furrowed his brow. According to local legends, the only way to contain the doll's curse is by making offerings of apology and appeasement. We need to find out what it wants. With the shared resolve, the team ventured back out into the darkness of the museum, armed with their equipment and a newfound sense of caution. They began conducting EVP sessions, hoping to capture any voices or messages from beyond. The silence of the museum seemed almost deafening as they listened intently for any signs of the doll's presence. Suddenly, a voice echoed through the static of their audio recorder, whispering in a sinister tone, You cannot escape. I will make you suffer. The group exchanged horrified glances. The entity was aware of their presence, and was now taunting them with its malevolent intentions. As they explored further, the paranormal activity intensified. Objects levitated, doors slammed shut, and cold gusts of wind swept through the hallways. Sarah's sensitivity to the supernatural became their beacon, guiding them through what seemed to be the maze of fear and uncertainty. They finally reached the attic. Its wooden floorboards creaked under their weight. The air was thick with dust and the scent of decay. In a corner, they noticed an old trunk covered in cobwebs. Carter's curiosity peaked as he pried it open, revealing a collection of yellowed letters and aged photographs. These are letters written by the original owner of the doll, Robert Eugene Otto, Carter said, his voice filled with intrigue and excitement. They detail the torment he endured at the hands of the entity inhabiting the doll. Joe's eyes widened. If we can understand the source of the doll's malevolence, we might be able to find a way to counter it. As they sifted through the letters, the doll's influence began to infiltrate their minds. The sounds of whispers filled the air around them, their voices growing louder and more aggressive. Shadows danced along the walls, twisting and contorting their forms into an unrecognizable monstrosity of pure darkness. Sarah clutched her head, her face contorted in pain. It's, it's trying to possess us. It wants to take control. The team struggled to maintain their sanity, their bodies and souls under continuous assault. They realized that they had unknowingly became pawns in the doll's wicked game, a game where it held all the cards. Joe knew he had to take charge for the sake of the group and ultimately for their survival. He quickly devised a plan fueled by a combination of desperation and determination. We must confront the doll head on, he yelled out to the others. 
his voice steady despite the fear that continued to gnaw at his insides. We'll gather all the evidence we have, all the stories of the suffering caused by this cursed doll, and we'll expose it to the world. We'll show its true nature and break the curse once and for all. With the renewed purpose, the team mustered their strength and courage. They armed themselves with all the gear that they had brought with them. Cameras, audio recorders, and every piece of evidence that they had collected. They were ready to face Robert the Doll and challenge its dark reign. Returning to the room where the Doll still sat in its glass cage, they set up their equipment and began their final investigation. The atmosphere crackled with anticipation as they called out to the entity, demanding answers and a resolution to the curse. Suddenly, the doll's eyes flared with a sinister red glow. The room trembled and the walls shook around them as a voice echoed through the air, filled with rage and despair. You dare defy me? I will make you pay. Despite the fear that had overtaken them, the team stood united. They weren't backing down now. They presented their evidence, their stories, and their plea for the truth to be revealed. As they did so, the doll's grip on the room weakened. Its power waned with every word spoken against it. In one final act of defiance, Joe shattered the glass case that held the doll, releasing it from its prison. The curse, now unleashed, swirled through the air like a tempest, lashing out at anything in its path. But they continued to stand strong, shielding themselves with their collective willpower and the belief in the light that could overcome the darkness. With the final surge of energy, the entity dissipated, vanishing into the abyss from where it had came. The museum then fell silent, its hulls returning to their former stillness. As the team from Gone Ghost and Paranormal stood amidst the aftermath, they knew that they had succeeded against the malevolent spirit. Robert the Doll's curse had been exposed and broken, ending its reign of terror. But they also knew that the scars of their encounter would linger and serve as a reminder of the deaths of darkness that exist in this world. They would ultimately carry the weight of their experiences with them forever. Their lives had been changed by the horrors that they had witnessed that night, and their newfound purpose. Welcome, campers, to Campfire Tales of the Strange and Unsettling. We are your hosts. I am Ryan. And I'm Jordan. And now the debrief. Welcome back to another week. A dull week. A dull week. Is that a dull week or a dull week? That's with an O, not with a U. <laughs> yeah, that's an, with an O. <laughs> All right. Uh, I wasn't sure. I mean... And I kind of just want to talk like this for the rest of the episode. Could be synonyms, Ryan. <laughs> they could, in fact, actually. No, I'm I'm right there with you. Um, you know, to an extent. Yeah. I you know I, I like the idea of haunted objects. Honestly, I think it's it's kind of silly to an to an extent. You know, sometimes, uh, depending on what it is. Yeah, I um I want to say because a lot of this episode will probably be me bitching about haunted dolls, but like I did really enjoy your story. Like, well. Obviously, 
It's it's gone ghost and is back. <laughs> yeah, and more of a fictional sure. approach to this. It's I mean, you know, as we'll discuss some of the you know, the history of the doll and then the occurrences and things like that, I mean Yeah. You know, it, it's gonna be it's gonna be a little different. Obviously this doll is in this museum yeah. doll doll. Now I keep wanting to say doll <laughs> is yeah. in this museum. Yeah. Um, you know, and I don't think it's ever you know, unleashed this major curse, but uh, I could be mistaken. Yeah, it's I. I kind of think of the Gone Ghosting episodes as like if an episode of Goosebumps were based on the subject we're covering. You know what I mean? It has like that vibe, which is awesome. I love those. I mean, yeah, yeah. We'll have to just turn it turn it into a you know a whole whole series one day. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the Gone Ghost and Chronicles. Exactly. But I, I did really enjoy the story. It was um good. Silly and fun and a little spooky and you know what I mean? I yeah, yeah it was good. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's uh yeah, I mean it kinda gives some of the backstory. Yeah. Yeah, you, know, you get some of that during the discussion, of course, which is how I like to do a lot of these is they're doing the investigation or they're sitting around a campfire or whatever else. You kinda learn yeah. some of that backstory, you know, ma- like source material. Yeah, but it's more playful. That being said, I have some questions because honestly, I don't know shit about Robert the Doll. Okay. Um, well, he's a like, doll. Yeah, this is probably like my <laughs> least favorite niche within the niche of paranormal stuff. So I yeah. like I literally don't know anything about right. what. First question: Why do I keep picturing the doll as having like? red 50s nurse hair because you're thinking of the raggedy ann doll that was the original uh annabelle doll are you sure yeah is there a movie version of robert the doll um there is there is um like a fictionalized movie on it uh and my follow-up question is in that movie does he have like slicked parted in the middle red hair yeah he does uh it's called robert okay yeah and he has the red hair he does have red hair. Okay. But I th- I thought, I mean, from from the way that you're kind of describing it, it almost sounded like um, in the Seed of Chucky uh, yeah. movie where him and <laughs> uh, whatever her face, yeah, end up having the, uh, the, the baby. The baby Chucky. Right. And I okay. can't even remember its name right now. But That's yeah. That's okay. There is, a, <laughs> there is a Robert movie. Okay. And it's the... Its tag is before Chucky and before Annabelle. There was Robert. Oh Christ! <laughs> but the, does the doll actually look like that? No, no, not at all. Okay, because I don't know what the doll even looks yeah. like. Yeah, no, I'm I'm about to show you just so you at least have an understanding. Of... Obviously, we'll we'll post pictures on the Instagram too. If if you if you guys are curious what he looks like, just go over to the Instagram and check it out. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, um, it's not honestly, it's not what you would imagine. It's very much like this little okay. kind of beaten up and battered doll. Um, yeah, in like a sailor uniform. Yeah, he has a, he has a little sailor uniform. He's holding this like little ugly dog thing on his lap. There I'm are no ugly dogs, his... Ryan. <laughs> I mean, this thing kind of looks like a mix between a chihuahua, a bear, and a giraffe. That's true. It has a weird neck. Yeah, yeah. I'll give it you has that. like hair on its head, and everywhere else is like naked, bald. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> weird but like this thing looks like it's been it's been through some shit i mean it looks old right i mean the doll is at least 100 and almost 120 years old at this point okay um 
yeah so it's uh you know so that way you have an idea i mean it has has like a little a little nose really not much of a mouth just like a little you know, kind of a look, looks like a skin flap and then it has button eyes yeah and yeah, these are those kind of black beady, eyes exactly yep you yep. got it yeah creepy yeah and so i mean um, you know it, it's very much just this really old doll yeah so has the doll ever was the is the doll supposedly responsible for disappearances so is that part of the lore or was that just part of the story that's i mean that's part of and i think that's more of like the fictionalized over the years people have like claimed and added these things to this doll's lore okay um because i mean according you know according to additional or to the original legend and story and everything i mean this doll was basically given to this kid as a as a young child and he grows up with it and he develops this very uh, strange relationship with this doll that yeah, like an unhealthy attachment to extremely it. unhealthy and there's there's even you know the parents would hear him talking to this doll upstairs because you know of course um old house they could they could hear you know him fine upstairs sure and they would hear the the boy talking to the doll and then they according to them uh reports from them they would hear an entire entirely different voice replying back to him <laughs> that's so creepy which is kind of kind of cool and creepy right exactly yeah um but maybe yeah. the boy was just a gifted voice artist he might have been exactly you know, you know he, he might have been which is which is fine but let's say that's not the case for the sake of the story yeah. i know how much sure. you like haunted objects but yeah for the for, for sure. the sake of the story let's say that's not the case and this doll is actually inhabited by some demonic entity sure some malevolent force yeah some darkness creepy. right something that preceded even the auto kid getting the doll right yeah exactly yeah yeah okay but yeah, I mean, there's there's definitely a lot of things that have developed over the years. Um, a okay. lot of things that have been added along ex- the way. Yeah, a hundred percent. You know, a lot of things that that have been added. A lot of the the changes, like uh, it's mentioned in the story, that the way that you know the way to deal with this is um, basically he he likes being given gifts or you know um, like just little little things as appeasements and stuff like that. Okay. Um, you know, and so now. Uh, to this day, people people ride in from all over the world, sending in like candy and little gifts, or they'll take them to this museum, leave them gifts. The museum even even say stated like people bring in you know candy, like little trinkets. Um, apparently, they've gotten a lot of marijuana cigarettes. Yeah, <laughs> and they're like, we don't know what to do with them because this is a museum. So and they're like, isn't doesn't Zach Baggins have them? Um, this is at, it's at the East Martello Museum in Keys, Florida, Key West, Florida. It's not I, why did Zach, I think Baggins. Zach Baggins. He had has him. the. Uh, well, no, no, he doesn't. Oh no, he has a uh, suppose one of those Dybbuk boxes. Yeah, I mean, he has, right? a, he has a bunch of supposed stuff. Well, yeah, it's yeah. all supposed stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he has. Uh, I, I believe he does have. Uh, he has a couple haunted dolls. Okay. And like, I think he has one in like its own specific room, if I remember right. Okay, because I, I, I remember, yeah. I remember there was a video going around recently of him and Post Malone had like a weird thing with the Dybbuk box. Yeah, that he has. Like Zach Baggins was trying to get Post Malone to touch the Dybbuk box, and he wouldn't do it. 
So Zach like grabbed his hand and then he touched the Dybbuk box. And then apparently Post Malone had a bunch of bad luck after that or something. Well, yeah, he like, became, random a, he became possessed. Yeah, as he always obviously. does. But uh, yeah, I guess. I was thinking it was Robert the Doll, but it, it, it was a Dybbuk box. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was, I was actually just double checking there because, yeah, after that. Because um, what? After, after that, Post Malone ended up having a bunch of uh, just random strange occurrences that happened. He was involved in a plane emergency. Uh, when two mm-hmm. tires of his private jet blew out on the runway, um, his old house was reportedly broken into by gun-toting investigators or in- invaders. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> investigators? <laughs> no, invaders. Investigating where to get that cash. Yeah, exactly. A week after that, he was involved involved in a car crash. Yeah, um, I mean that's a bad string of luck. Yeah, but he had been cursed by a haunted box. <laughs> <laughs> What man has that? Right. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah. No, you're uh, preaching uh, to the choir, ma'am. Yeah. Um, I don't... Okay, so I will tell you, I do struggle with these. Yeah. It's just the idea of haunted objects. It just like... I find them just kind of like, bleh. Okay. I don't, I don't know if I buy it or not. But at the same time, my like... The theory about hauntings in general that makes the most sense to me is like the stone tape theory, right? This right. idea that like material objects can record energy and and hold that energy. So that would fall in line with the idea of like a cursed or haunted object. I mean, right? it would have to. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You'd have to be open at least that possibility. Right. Because yeah, on as- a material level, what is the difference between a, the, you know, the hallway of a house and a box right or a doll like if one could could hold this like negative energy over centuries why couldn't the other mm-hmm. right i think i accidentally just sold myself all right well we can go ahead and call this a win there's been episode in curses? One- oh. <laughs> <laughs> i mean we've talked about this a lot um you know i i want to i definitely want to it's um because I mean again I I have to look at it kind of that same way right that if I can if I can buy into a house being haunted or an area being you know ridden with just dark and whatever sinister energy and whatever else sure I would have to think that the possibility of something being cursed someone being cursed a curse in general I have to at least be open to the concept. So you think people can put, like, negative hoodoo on you? I mean, you don't want to... I, I wouldn't say hoodoo. I'd say you can you can definitely cast some negative energy on somebody. Sure. Yeah. Especially depending on how you're harnessing it. Yeah. You okay. know, I, I feel like that's definitely going to play a bigger role into that. You know, if you're just like, the powers that will and be, give to me this curse. curse. <laughs> <laughs> lazy rhyme ryan <laughs> lazy rhyme um, i didn't want to i didn't want to make a whole thing out of it because i didn't want to like curse you so i appreciate that yeah um because i mean i feel like it's a very complicated subject because it's all to me it's all intertwined with you know psyche with you know how self-fulfilling pr- prophecy yeah there's you know if you believe you're cursed I, that's the other I think, thing 
that's that's a huge part of it yeah right see i think i think in that is you know if you can if you can curse someone put a hex on them curse and however you want to you know explain it or whatever you want to call it if that person believes that they are they they are cursed or they're developing all this like bad you know all this bad like stuff that's happening to them or as a result of them being cursed and if they believe it then it's definitely i mean at that point it's very real yeah you know because you've done something and it's caused you know it's caused an effect right yeah same as a a superstitious person breaking a mirror right or even like someone that's a little stitious yeah exactly um but on the flip because the flip side of a curse would be prayer right do you believe in the power of positive thoughts of you know of prayer you know I think for one's one's well being, I do. Um, yeah, not necessarily one's well being. Like it, it's almost like to promote positivity, right? Right. Um, yeah, and then definitely, yeah. Whether or not I think there's someone there listening to those prayers and acting on it for you, probably not. Sure. But I think I think the the power of prayer is is exceptional. Yeah, I agree. Because it it can help, like, I mean, you know, it can help, like, build that courage within yourself or, like, that drive within yourself to go out and help make these things happen. You know, like, you're basically pumping yourself up. Yeah. Or, like, pumping somebody else up or whatever else. Agreed. I I don't know. It's like when when you're going through something and you hear from a friend, you know, like, because we have a mutual friend who is a pastor, right? And, like, when my dad got sick, he, you know, sent me a message and was, like, told me that he, like, added us to their prayer list, basically, for his church. And, like, I feel like that had, like, a a real, like, material effect on me. I mean, it's sending out all that positive energy. The idea that just, you know, scores of people mm-hmm. were just taking a moment to to think positively of you exactly you know what i mean yeah yeah i think i think that can have a real effect i i agree i agree completely um you know i mean it's you know wh- whoever whatever you pray to or i mean even if you're just saying something out loud for the sake of you know hearing yourself talk yeah um or hear yourself say it out loud i think it can be a very very positive and powerful thing yeah. Um, again, I agree. Regardless of religion or anything like that, yeah, I think it's just yeah, it's it's that positive energy. It's that you know that uplifting feeling of somebody that's caring enough for like in you know in your case. Yeah, um, yeah, I think it can definitely it can have a lot of really really good ef- effects on people. And so, and I think yeah. that's something like you said, opposite of. You know, in the opposite, like a curse having that same as like a negative effect. I think it's it's very real in that regard. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think we're on the same page. So you want to give me some more history here? Yeah, like, let's talk. I'm curious because I was curious how much of the story is like based on actual reported phenomena, right? And how much like what's actually gone on with this? Doll? Yeah. So there's there's some conflicting reports that I found on the actual origins of Robert the doll and how Otto or uh, they they refer to him as Gene um, yeah. and how he essentially obtained the doll. So like in the story, they talk about the doll was given to him by his grandpa on his trip to Germany, and that was that's been okay. several reports. 
I've also found some conflicting information that says that um, that it was actually given to Jean by a servant that worked for his parents. And she, the woman, she was supposedly mistreated by uh, by the parents. And in order to punish them, she had cursed the doll mm-hmm. using voodoo and black magic and then gave it That's to Jean. That's much more theatrical. Right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean... Yeah, I, again, I'm not I'm not 100% sure. Obviously, I wasn't there. Um right. But I kind of like the idea of ju- the idea of just giving it the, you know the grandpa. Yeah. Cuz he's like, "Oh, this seems like a cool, you know, thing that my grandchild might like." And he was young, you know, but I also, you know, for just going picked it on, up by some caravan in Germany. Right. Yeah, it's like yeah. it's like, you know, in Gremlins where yeah, he picks up the Mogwai in just that little random shop. Yeah. Um yeah, so I, you know, I, I like that idea, but I also, of course, I mean, you know, some pissed off servant that uh, she just wants to get back at the family. But see, I feel like that didn't work quite in her favor because Jean and Robert the doll became inseparable. Yeah, they were besties. Right. So I, but I don't know. That was another question I had. Did it ever have negative a negative impact on the family? Well, on the original family? See, not not any that I've really found. Um, now, basically, um, so like I was talking earlier, I mean, you know, the parents would hear, um, Gene and, and Robert talking and they would hear the They're two different voices. Um, yeah. they even reported seeing the doll speak itself and they would see its expression change. They even, and some people claim to see Robert running up and down the stairs. Okay. Um, and, at, um, I was trying to see before... There was any really, I mean, like, it was just a lot of, a lot of people claim to see these things. People that, just like, family weirdness. members that would come around, like, right, yeah, strange, okay. strangeness, this creepy, you know, this creepy doll, they would hear it's, like, maniacal giggling and laughter and stuff like that, you know, um, okay. but, I mean, at least to my understanding, nothing that was really evident of any, like, I guess damage right or like malevolence or whatever yeah. else but i mean at the yeah. same time that could have been a family Pretty creepy you know that's <laughs> true and yeah but it's so creepy right now there were um so after gene's parents died um he apparently moved back into the house with his wife Anne at that point and okay. that's when they called it the artist uh oh i can't remember exactly what it was called the artist house, yeah, just the artist house. Wow, that's easy to forget. Um, okay. But yeah, so after the parents died, he and his wife moved back in, and Robert, of course, was brought along because he still had this doll as a as an old you know an older man, an adult. And yeah. Robert was even given his very own room that had a window that overlooked the street. Well, that's just creepy. yeah. And in the window, in the corner, sat this like rocking chair that Robert always sat on, looking out the window. Now it was said that. Anne never liked the doll. There was something about it. She yeah. she just didn't like its presence. She thought that like every time that she was near the doll, she just felt like she felt like this just really dark darkness that just kind of you know yeah just overtook the area and there was just something bad about him. So is there a chance that Anne was just upset by the fact that she had chosen to marry a grown man who still carried around a doll? <laughs> that or maybe that he cared for the doll more than he cared for her. Maybe. I'd say that's a definite possibility. Yeah, because I'd be pretty bummed. I mean, (laughs) it's kind of weird, right? It's kind of weird. It's very weird, yeah. But, so, she ended up talking Jean into locking this doll in the attic. 
Because she felt like if he was in the attic, he couldn't do any harm to the family. She felt like, I mean, she felt threatened, you know, threatened for the, her and her, their family's lives. And so, again, is that a telephone version of like, put the fucking doll away, Gene? Right. Like, you're a grown man. Put it, pack it away. I mean, that that could have been. Or this could be a <laughs> legit, know? like, fear. Yeah, she could have been afraid right. of it. Now, at that point, Robert was angry, as one might assume, right? So, sure. people like Anne, uh, Jean, anybody that would visit the house would hear random footsteps in the attic. The sounds of basically Correct. someone pacing back and forth. And, quote, devilish giggling. That's super creepy. That's really creepy. It's that you never want to hear that coming from an attic <laughs> or a basement, a cellar. You know, yeah. never any of those areas. Closet, right? Yeah. If it's coming from a bedroom, I'd say it's kind of inviting. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> but a small enclosed no. space, uh-uh. no, especially not one that's locked. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, needless to say, creepy, it, ca- creepy. it continued on. Like, a lot of these, I mean, again, we have, like, some of the reports back from when he was younger, but most of these reports are as an adult, you know, because, I mean, of course, the family's all dead and gone at that point. You know, we can't really get a lot of their details. Um, Right. So, as Robert was locked up in the attic, children that would pass by this house would say that they would see Robert in the window. Sitting in his chair? Sitting in his chair, or just staring down at them. And apparently he would mock them as they walked by. Nice shoes, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> nice legs, dummy. Exactly. Um, but by this time... What a rude dog. Right, exactly. Yeah, by this time, you know, Gene's like, okay, what's going on? There's no way he's, he's looking down at these kids. These kids are making shit up. I've locked him in the attic. I mean, did Gene not believe the doll was animate? Well... You would have to think so. I mean, he's carried on all these conversations. Yeah. It's been his best bud for years. What yeah. else is going to happen? Right. But he's like... But what was his official position? That, like, nah, it didn't well, do that, he, that stuff? He said, basically, I mean, at this point, he had locked the doll in the attic. There was no way it could it could have gotten out. So he happens to go into sure. that room with the window to check, and lo and behold, Robert's just chilling in his rocking chair, hanging out by the window. And Jean's so like, not only can how this doll happen? have, not only can the doll have conversations and go for jogs and <laughs> laugh maniacally, yeah, and insult passersby. It can now phase through locked doors. And Either that, or it could just break the locks, or I don't know something. Or it could like trick people to unlock Maybe the door. That, there we go, unlocking the yeah. door. And they would never know. Yeah. Maybe they That's he tricked them weird. into going and letting him out, and then then it's yeah. like how 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 you know hmm. I like that. Let's go with that one. Maybe his maybe uh, Gene's psyche was a little broken. See, that's you know what I that's mean. That's kind of what I was thinking. Because that would account for a lot right. of this: the conversations exactly. with two yep. different voices, the him not remembering him getting the doll back out of the attic and putting him back in the room. The yeah. fact that he's still playing with the doll as an adult. Yeah. Do we have like a a borderline personality case here that just got that just got projected onto the that's, doll? That's been my thought pretty much this whole time. Yeah. yeah. I like 
it just occurred to me. I, I like that idea because it, it honestly it does make a lot of sense, and it would explain pretty much all of this. Okay. But it wouldn't explain the fact that there were reports of parents and family members seeing this doll running up the stairs and shit like that, right? <laughs> sure. I, yeah. I don't know. But people see weird shit out of the corners of, of their course. eye all the yeah. time. You know what I mean? And then they have this like creepy story already to bank on, so they're like, must have been Robert. You right. know what I mean? I mean, true. Yeah. I think that's where a lot of stories like this come from. I I, ha- I, I definitely agree. Um, We've talked a lot about how the mind fills in the gaps. Yes. Yeah. Oh, without, you know a, I mean? without a doubt. Yeah. You only get a few points, and then you're, whatever you're working with is how you connect the it's dots. It's how you attempt to rationalize something you can't put, yeah. quite put together how that could be a thing, right? Yeah, absolutely. And so, I mean, that, that very well could be exactly what all this is, and all of those reports and everything just being as a result of all of this, and so it's carried on throughout these years, of course. It's going to develop into something more... more and more crazy and sinister and dark and yeah i mean there's gonna be a lot of things just like just like anything over the years eventually develops into something else or gains a lot more meat to it yep yep it gets fleshed out over the decades exactly yeah so that's i mean pretty much this happened this happened it was ongoing for a while you had locked it all up in the attic find him back in that chair um, now, after Gene died in 1974, Anne moved out, the doll was left in the house. Okay. Um, in the attic. So a new family moved creepy in. creepy homewarming present. Well, for, for that some. new family. So this new family moves in. They had a 10-year-old daughter at the time that found Robert in the attic, and she instantly fell in love with him. Okay. Now, it wasn't long before she started claiming that the doll was, quote-unquote, alive. And, quote-unquote, okay. wanted to hurt her. And she would tell the parents mm. all the time, like, this doll is telling me it's going to it's gonna hurt me. It's going to kill me. But, of course, yeah. I mean, parents being parents are going to be like, oh, silly. Um, you know, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Just ignore the homicidal right. imagination. And she would, yeah. like, wake up in the middle of the night screaming and crying. And her parents would bust in, asking what's going on. And she would claim that she would see Robert, like, running around the room. But, of course, they didn't see it. Sure. Um, so that carried on for a while. Eventually, the doll was donated to the museum, right? Good call. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, it was eventually <laughs> d- donated to the museum. It, it became too creepy. Um, and apparently it was an old, you know, an old thing. I don't know why they thought to donate to a museum. I probably would have just like thrown it away or like given it to like some thrift store. Yeah. But museum's probably the better call. Um, yeah, I suppose so. Yeah. But uh, personally, I'd probably go dumpster. But <laughs> yeah, but there's a good chance that you could wake up dead because he's going to come back for revenge. <laughs> yeah, I definitely don't want to wake up. Exactly. That's not a good choice. So a lot of people ask, like, now the doll is at the museum. What happens? Like, you know, like, is, yeah. is he still going about his his random shenanigans? And right. is he still some of the around? staff says that he does continue to haunt and scare people that come and visit him. Um, especially the guests of the museum that attempt to take photos. He doesn't like to have his photo taken. Um, okay. Many people have reported that their cameras have become inoperable um, and then they would work after they leave the museum. But anytime yeah. they try to take a picture, just couldn't take a picture. He doesn't like to have his picture taken. Interesting. And So I imagine the person who took this photo you sent me is dead. <laughs> right. Maybe. 
Uh, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know who who <laughs> who did take this picture. There's also, I mean, a, here I'm going to give you this website. There's robertthedoll.org. Um, if you want to uh, okay. want to check that out, they have more. You know, of course, more information. Uh, some more pictures. Um, there's like a whole thing on what is Robert made of um, and his display case and stuff like that. Um, you know, so I mean, some people have gotten to take some pictures. Yeah. Some people have gotten to hold Obviously. Robert's hand. I'm a little jelly. Are yeah. you? You want to hold yeah, his hand? I want to be Robert. Yeah. Uh, but there's like, yeah, it's it's been a it's been a thing where you know a lot of people claim that he is still, you know, he is still causing like this these. You know, these things to occur. Of course, he's stuck in a glass prison. Um, that is, apparently, it's it's doing the job. It's yeah, like Magneto. Nobody, right, nobody's, nobody's claiming that he's getting out or anything, but he still does. He's still able to cause, you know, these cameras to stop working. He's, ca- he's still heard, you know, laughing devilishly and, you know, just like wow. these little things. Um, and he does apparently does get taken out of his cage sometimes because they, of course, keep it cleaned and everything. They have to they have sure. to clean the glass. So sometimes he is taken out. Um, I haven't read anything uh, on anything happening after being taken out, but uh, yeah, some of the staff members of the of the uh, the museum com- claim that they'll see random shifts in his facial expression. Uh, they'll hear demonic giggling, and they've seen Robert even put his hand up to the glass. Oh shit! But I was also reading a report from like one of the main people at the museum. They're like, I've never seen anything happen. Like I yeah. go in there all the time because it's my job, and yeah, you know nothing. <laughs> but you know, take it as you will. That's okay. Okay. So hmm. I mean, you know, the kid. It, they also said like it, it could also be that you know it just it's known known me long enough and knows I'm not there to mess with it or anything, and so it just doesn't do anything. I find it interesting that. It really only turned malevolent after it was abandoned by Gene. Right, that kind of seems... Yeah. Right. You were supposed to live forever. Now, if we're talking but like... But it was trapped in the attic. So after that, that's probably yeah. when I started to get pissed. Well, we're talking... We were talking about, like, imprinting negative energy into an object, right? Yeah. Yep. And we we also spoke about the possibility that Gene could have been struggling with some mental health issues that that may explain a lot of what happened. I feel like those two things aren't mutually exclusive. Like the experience with Gene having the mental illness could have been the negative energy imprinted on the doll. Yeah. Right. His struggles with all that. And that could have caused future issues after he was gone. It could be Gene himself now in this doll. Mm. And as a result, now he's pissed like, man, what did I get myself into? Right. A doll, apparently. But I, I don't know, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's it's weird. It's a weird story. I'll I'll give you but that. Yeah. I I feel like this was I feel like this was a mental health thing, and then the legend grew See, from there. That, that's exactly what I think. Um, it's creepy, nonetheless. I mean, there there are creepy things out it there is. that just give you that weird vibe, right? And this yeah, is one absolutely. that, like, if you were there looking at this thing in this kind of darkened area, you're going to get some Might creepy vibes, out. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. And it's over 100, 120 years old. Like, you know, I mean, yeah, there's going to be there's going to be some weird 
Yeah. Some weird feelings there. Maybe some strange presence that you can, you know, yeah. that you can feel. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of it did stem from probably Gene just growing up, dealing with, you know, some of these mental mm-hmm. health issues and... But I mean, he was a smart. He was a smart guy. He was a successful artist as well. But I mean, that you yeah. know, that's not to say he didn't have these problems, right? Absolutely. So yeah. it's borderline is particularly hard to. It's actually not borderline. What I mean is disassociative identity disorder, DID. Right. Those are. It's hard to. It's hard to pick up on those sometimes yeah no i i yeah i have to agree um you know because i mean you can come off completely normal to most and still yeah. have like these other like fits or other you know yeah. random episodes with the with the doll specifically you know when he was around the doll maybe yeah. that's what brought some of that out yep allowed him to be to be himself or allowed him to you know this other be these right, other exactly yeah. yeah yeah it's possible Hmm. But for those that are interested, in Key West, you can go to the Fort East Martello Museum and visit Robert for yourself and decide how you feel about it. You know, about a year ago now, we had a fireside chat with a high school friend of ours, Alex Dory. Right. And she had an experience with Robert the Dole, with going and seeing really? him okay. in the museum. Yeah. I guess I don't remember that. So, yeah. Because she... she went crazy on these like paratourism things when she was in the military she moved around a lot and she would just like go to wherever the weird the weirdest place nearby also was. that museum does have a lot of like military um memorabilia if you will you know things that are in, yeah. the, in the museum along with robert the doll military yeah. history yeah um but she said that the room was super cold which I immediately was like, well, you can just crank up the AC I mean, in yeah. the room. And plus, you have that's, to set the that's setting. That's not anything crazy. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, but she said that when she was waiting in line to see him, she got super nauseous and ended up having to leave and ended up like going outside and throwing up. And then her, <clears throat> and then her friends that she went with went in and saw the doll without her. And then two days later, she went back by herself and saw the doll by herself. But she said, while even when she finally got through the line and got in there and saw him, afterwards she went outside and threw up. Like it made her super nauseated the whole time she was there. I mean, maybe this museum is using some of these, uh, like, you know, like that, like droning subfrequencies and stuff like Uh that. The. To really just kind of also make this seem that much creepier. And yeah. she just happened to fall victim to it that it actually affected. And I mean, yeah. yeah, if you like, if you have some of that, like you can't even, you know, you can't really hear it, but it's more so like, it, you right, feel it. exactly. That alongside the cold, you know, when you're walking in, creating yep. that just that space, right? Yeah. That with a sudden temperature yeah. shift could definitely cause you to get nauseated. And then the just also the excitement of like, well, I'm going yeah. in to see something creepy. Like, you know, you've already got that like that adrenaline going to. Yep. Yeah. She's also like a true blue believer. I mean, the, all this that, stuff. that right so, there. Like, can, even more yeah. so. You know, that can yeah. definitely that can definitely cause that too. So yeah, I think it's Yep. I mean, there's. It's definitely. I mean, it can be done. It can definitely be done. So, yeah. 
Definitely go back and check it out, though, listeners, because it's if you're into this story, like that's a firsthand account yeah. of what it's like to be in the room with him. So, well, there are plenty more where this one comes from. So, if you're interested in haunted sure. objects, we can we can yeah. go, we'll cover we'll cover some more over over time. I don't want to do too many I'm here sure. and there. I think the last one we actually did was the Golden Eagle, the the haunted. See, car. I don't consider that a haunted object. I consider that a haunting. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's like. The car is closer to a house yeah, to me than a doll. That's true. You know? Yeah. I mean, that. yeah, that's completely fair. But again, there isn't that much difference materially. Like, haunted doll, haunted car, haunted house. Yeah. It might all be the same shit, you know what I mean? Yeah, agreed. Agreed. No. Yeah. It's sort of like a light in a house is a ghost, but a light outside is an alien. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Right. Is it or is it the same yep. thing? Yeah. Now, really quick before we before we wrap up here, um, if you go yeah. to the robertthedoll.org website, go to their connect page. They have some uh, some of these letters that have been written to Robert, and I wanted to share one really quick because it's it's pretty okay. cute, and it was cool. written by uh, a little girl, as far as I know. So okay. it says, "Dear Robert, I wanted to ask you a few questions. Do you have a girlfriend? Do you give people bad luck or good luck or?" Do you give them both? Or is underlined. What year were you made? What's your dog's name? Robert, do you think we can be pen pals? My uh, redacted. Please write me back. I would love to learn a lot more about you. Have a great day. Love, Gracie. P.S. Aww. Why do they call you the Enchanted Doll? She drew a picture of Robert the Doll and the dog, then has an arrow pointing to the dog that says, This is, this is as best as I could draw... <laughs> okay <laughs> it's it's super cute there are others though that's adorable but yeah like even little kids like write this write this doll in the museum like um i was reading a thing uh just uh like an interview with somebody at the museum and they said like sometimes they'll even reply yeah. um uh-huh. on behalf like the museum and like give information yeah. and stuff like that or sometimes on behalf of the doll you know uh, it's like young kids and stuff so that's really cute yeah right i like that a yeah. nice, a nice happy ending. I like that she's not afraid right. of them. I mean, she's like, I just want to know about yeah. you. Yeah, we need more energy like that in Fortiana. Agreed, agreed. I mean, more like let's just let's just open-minded. Like, do you know? Yeah. Do you have a girlfriend? I think. <laughs> I think little Gracie has the right idea. I think idea. so too. I hope one day she's leaving. I think a she team. very well could be. I mean, that, that the the letter yeah. wasn't wasn't uh, dated, but there was dated. another one that was dated from yeah. 2010. So I mean, little Grace, okay. it could be like 20 years old now. So yeah, but yeah. she yeah she could very well have her own team out there fighting the good fight. Yeah, with positive energy. Exactly. Yeah, I like Excellent. it. I like it. This one was fun. Yeah, Ryan. I agree. I was. I was. I know. Um, you were super stoked. I was for pessimistic. It. <laughs> Yeah, I was pessimistic, yep. but I, I enjoyed this Excellent. one. It was it was cool. Well, I'm glad Thank we could you. turn it around. And I think it's going to wrap up episode 106, Robert the Doll. Thank you, thank you, thank you. From the bottom of our weird, possibly alien, maybe ghostly, probably cryptid hearts for listening. We absolutely love having the chance to discuss all these wild creatures and events every week. And it's your continued attention that allows us to carry on. We want to get to know each and every one of you. So please come and check us out on all the socials at campfire.tales.podcast on Instagram and Facebook. 
at Campfire T-O-T-S-A-U on Twitter. And you can also visit our website at campfirepodcastnetwork.com. If you love the show, please rate and review it. It's what truly helps us continue bringing your weekly dose of the strange and unsettling. And a special thanks to Greg Martin at Reverent Music on Instagram for his contributions to the beautiful music that you hear every week under the debrief. You can find more of his tunes at ReverbNation.com slash Reverent. It's fantastic, fantastic stuff. Go give that a listen. And that's it. Until next time. I'm Ryan. I'm Jordan. And remember, campers, stay weird and trust in the unknown. unknown.